This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now with local real estate expert Harvey Blankfeld. Where we want to educate you about our market, empower you to make wise decisions, and help you engage with our expert contributors. I want to start today with the stats and and, uh, and bring them up so that everybody can see what's going on in the market right now. Uh, yes, junk food food for the analyticals. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Some numbers. Let's let's start crunching some numbers first. Uh, here we are. It's a uh, it's uh, November nineteenth, uh, and this again, this is just single family homes. So we have uh, currently on the market 4,545, down 129 again, down again, keeps shrinking. Uh, in escrow, the last seven days, we put 829 in escrow. We closed 774. Both those numbers are up from last week. We saw 166 withdrawn. That's, you know, that's, that's been, it's been floating in that mid 100s for a long time. The median sold price was 348,711. That's up about 3,800. Again, though, I have to remind you. And when you only do a week's worth of data, that's a small sample size. But 348, that's a nice median price. The median price per square foot is 183.67. Actually, went down a little bit, and that's to me that's an indicator that you know it's still fluctuating around the same numbers. The median days on market was 35. It's it's uh, went up three days, so we're seeing some things. Some some of the houses stood on the market just a little bit longer. Um, so let me poke at that for a second, please. Um, Number of homes for sale down 145, what'd you say? 129. 129. Mm -hmm. um, what's our guess? What's your gut say in regards to, is that just the seasonal slowdown in listings? Is that because the pace of purchases have sped up? What's your gut say? Okay, it's well, I, I think it's a little of both, but because traditionally our season does slow down. We see things from Thanksgiving right through Valentine's Day is a little bit off in terms of volume, which makes sense. Yeah, normal seasonality. Yeah, it I is. Know. There's normal sure. seasonality. But I will tell you, coming into the season, we've been busier than usual. Right. And so, but I think part of that was to make up for the lack of traffic in the spring and early summer because of, because of the pandemic. Okay. Things really cooled off, but we were catching up. And so it's hard for me to get a grip on exactly why uh, why we've seen such tremendous activity in the mm -hmm. third quarter of this year and, and, and starting into the fourth quarter. Um, but I, I think most of it is pent up demand and I, and I joke about it, but I'm kind of serious. I think a lot of people who had to spend a lot of time at home didn't like it <laughs> and they're like, Oh, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, and they didn't like it, so, but they, they didn't like it just because not only because they had to spend time at home, but they didn't like the home they were in is what mm, I'm saying. Okay, it, right. So they said, you know, it's either too big, it's too small. I, I'd like to have more space or I, I don't want to have to take care of all the space anymore. So uh, there was a lot of transition. All right, well, you're going to say that. So let me put you on the spot and say in the last 10 new buyer consultations or I guess listing consultations where they want to buy something else, how many of those are motivated by the space they have now and needing something different? What would your gut say there? That's a great point because I'd say that that not not a single one of my buyers would, would relate it to COVID. They wouldn't say, right. oh, it's because I'm sick of my house. Right. They wouldn't say that. But a couple of them were downsizing just because, you know, empty nesters. But they've been empty nesters for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a fair assumption to say that this kind of brought this along. Maybe maybe the pandemic said, okay, you know what, we don't need this anymore. Well, yeah, and I think that certainly where interest rates are and if you are financially stable, it becomes a really opportune moment to get off the sidelines. Yes, that's to, it. To actually pull, pull the trigger on the transaction. With crazy interest rates like this, I mean, it's, yeah. it's no it, doubt. What yeah. about the, the price, the median price increase? Um, for me, I'm just taking away from that, that we're continuing down the cycle of well-supported house prices yeah. and continuing sort of pressure to keep them at the upper end of the range. 
Yeah, uh, you know, we bro- we've broken the record, what, five months in a row now right. in terms of the median price. And there's people out there, again, there's 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 people in real estate out there who will, will tell you, oh, my God, it's going to, there's mm-hmm. a bubble burst coming mm-hmm. again. But mm-hmm. but the metrics aren't there for that at all, quite honestly. I mean, everybody's, as you well know, fully vetted in terms of their mortgages. I mean, yes. it's very, very tight. Um, and so, and also, the most to me, the most important part of this is, is that we're breaking records that are, you know, 14, 15 years old. Right. You know, where other markets had long since surpassed these records ten, five years ago. Speaking of COVID, John, I wanted to talk to you and ask you a couple of questions. The first question I get sometimes is, hey, listen, um, you know, I, I had some problems with the mortgage, uh, got, got a deferment, you know, got things deferred. How will that impact my ability to buy in the near term? How, can I still can I still sell this house and buy another one? Would I be mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And what would you uh, say to them? Fair question. So, uh, good news is if you did the right things. So, you were impacted by co- the COVID crisis. You reached out to your lender and you got them to give you a forbearance, mm-hmm. uh, and you were allowed to skip your payments for a period of time. If you did those things, you're on the right track. Okay. Where where the other side of this comes out is this: if if you then modify your mortgage to address the payments that you've skipped, i.e. Uh, put them on the end of your loan where right. you paid off when you sell it, that kind of thing, but you start making your payments again, once you've made three months of on-time payments, you're eligible for mortgages, oh. whether it be a purchase, a refinance, you're just fine. If you if you just sort of go into your turtle mode uh, and don't, don't kind of reach out for the help that's out there or communicate properly, then... If you skip a payment without your lender's sort of permission on this forbearance program, then I'm I'm broken in many cases. If you write a check and catch up on all the payments that you skipped, like say you were just holding on to your money because you didn't know how bad things were going to get, uh-huh. but you write a check and catch up on all those payments, you're immediately eligible. Oh, okay. So no waiting period. Okay, good. Let's sure. say... Um, I got I got uh, laid off or furloughed for a while, okay. uh, and I'm collecting unemployment. I'm back at work now, or I'm going back to work shortly. How does that impact my ability to purchase a home or do a refi? Fair question. I will say I've got I got a number of calls with, and I'm, forgive me for chuckling, but uh, <laughs> is human beings right? Yeah, yeah, we they they said I'm making more money for my unemployment. Yeah. I want to go buy a house. Uh, that's not acceptable. Yeah, that would be tough. Unemployment is a temporary income. Right. It's not. It's not reliable for qualifying for a mortgage. So, uh, I can't use uh, unemployment income as qualifying. Okay. Um, now, for those situations where a a consumer was furloughed for a period of time, now is back to work. Mm-hmm. There are opportunities there. Uh, the the there's subtlety in this, but if you are a person that makes money that is fixed, meaning I work a set 32 hours, 40 hours every week. My schedule does not vary up and down or I'm salaried, that sort of thing. You can qualify with your current level of pay as soon as you return to work. Oh, okay. The very day. Yeah, basically. The the other side of that is if you are a person that makes variable income, Mm -hmm. and this is very common in our market when you think of uh, tipped professionals, whether it be, you know, uh, waiters, bartenders, things like that. Um, those people that have variable pay, that is a little tougher on you. They're, what they're going to do is take your year-to-date income and average it over 2020, even though you didn't work those couple of Ooh. months. So it ultimately is going to look like you've made less this year on average per month. And if you can qualify using that number, you're in the game. 
another scenario that came up. Hey, listen, you know, I was able to keep my mortgage and, uh, up to speed, but I had some problems with some of my other bills. Yeah. And, and I had to, and I fed the family and I paid the mortgage, but I, I fell a little behind on my credit card. Sure. What, uh, how about those folks? What's, what's going on um, with those guys? So there's not an arbitrary sort of deal breaker um, thing that goes in there. What's going to happen is, yes, your credit score will be damaged by it. Um, if your credit score is still good enough to qualify for the mortgage, meaning it meets the minimum standard, right. then you're in the game. Just having uh, one or two mortgage, or I'm sorry, one or two credit card lates or an auto late is not going to disqualify you from getting a mortgage. Okay, it's just going to be kind of thrown into the pot. Is your credit still good enough? Is it not? Um, the the I guess the one important thing I'd point out to people, just sort of as a takeaway on those. Those, uh, those of us that did have any kind of late payments that were happening during this time, um, that damage is temporary. It okay. will not last forever. Okay. So the further you get away from when that late payment happened, the less damaging it will become on your credit score. And so you he will heal over right. time. If you are experiencing those, those type of situations where you might have trouble making those payments, go ahead and reach out to your creditor Go reach out to that credit card, reach out, to, reach out to that auto loan. They all have similar forbearance programs where you can skip payments and <clears throat> defer payments until a future time without damaging your credit. So once again, communicating, letting them know you're having trouble will save the day. Please join us again next week as we keep you up to date on everything real estate here in Southern Nevada. Remember, send me any questions or ideas for next week's broadcast. Tune in every Thursday at 3. Also, please let your friends and family know to like our Facebook page and be reminded about our updates at LV Real Estate Radio. We'll catch you next week. Thanks again for joining us.